Hello. Hi. If you like this podcast, we've got a website, grandpodcast.com, where you can go and subscribe. We've also got a Patreon, patreon.com slash grandpodcast, where you can go and like give us a dollar a month. You can also support our enterprises. Um, if you go to goodtohear.co.uk slash free, you can get my book that I made to try and make you sign up to my mailing list about tracking happiness. Um, Ivanka, hi. What do you reckon people could hi. do to, if they like it? People could, if they like it, they could definitely go to the website. They could also write us some reviews and ratings, tell their friends, um, you know, that kind of thing. Be nice. Send us an email. Hello at grandpodcast.com. Hello. Welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly remote Zoom conference between a couple of old salty sea dogs. My name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week, we, you know, it's amazing we haven't done this before, but we're going to talk about science. It's, I can't it's, believe we haven't spoken about science before. It's crazy. Um, we're both scientists. And after a fashion. After a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, science is certainly coming to the forefront at the moment. And it's uh, sort of harder for people to be... I mean, it's amazing how much people still seem capable of being idiotic. But when it comes to science... But, yeah, that, that's what we're going to talk about. So, obviously, in the context of coronavirus... Because everything's in the context of coronavirus at the moment. It's our life now. <laughs> so uh, what, what, what's that? So we're going to... Some stuff about, like, Las Vegas mayor talking about control groups. Donald Trump is telling people to inject themselves with disinfectants. So uh, <laughs> I, I saw, uh, uh, Stephen, the latest um, one of these videos that I watched on YouTube, voiced by Stephen Fry, and this is the end. It has this joke, which is a, a correctly applied face mask could save thousands of lives. And it was a, like they'd sort of photoshopped a face mask all over Donald Trump's face to shut him up. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yes, there's there's some incredible stuff going on. So, yeah. There's, I think there's also, to add to this sort of questioning of science, the idea that scientific knowledge is permanent, so therefore, you know, what was... At the moment, we're living through a, a science experiment mm. in some way. Like, every day we're finding out new things, it's all new data, mm. uh, we have to adapt, we have to learn... Um, and then, but if you drag that out over longer periods, when people say things like, well, you used to be able to drink 55 cups of coffee a day or whatever, like there, or, you know, I, I, I ate loads of sweets when I was a kid and I was fine. Um, it's like that, that was then. Now we know more. We don't do that anymore yes. type thing. That's, that's allowed. Yeah. The, um, the scientific so. method and the intrinsic uh, paradigm shifts that attend such activities. Philosophy, a bit of philosophy. So there we go. A bit of philosophy. How's it going? Uh, it is going well, I shall say. We're, we are 
definitely getting into this whole mummy works all day, daddy's in charge of child and house, which is nice. I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. Uh, so I've had a lovely uh, uptake in work. Uh, because all those people would be like, oh, you're remote. Oh, maybe when you get back then we can do this project with you. Now, because everyone's remote, it's not a problem anymore. Yes. So that's nice. And also my garden is flourishing, which, are, which is giving me some lovely satisfaction. And this week we've experimented with record getting the child to record a hummus recipe for publishing on restaurants brighton so she enjoyed herself sorry humus humus do you not like hummus i don't like oh my god you don't like hummus humus sorry i just just can't be bothered with it (laughs) i'm not interested like hummus i'm just not interested i don't i don't like to eat pastes that's what children eat i'm sorry i don't care i'm sorry but i'm not sure we can speak anymore (laughs) (laughs) i never knew this about you well you know just a bit gross oh my god I'm, I need to and process this information. episode of Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. <laughs> um, I've heard uh, gardens are at a real premium if you're in the property market now, uh, right now with everything that's going on. It's amazing the nonsense people put in print on their local papers. That's really helpful. Thanks. That- oh, you're really giving us an insight. Into the world. I've never been in this garden in Croatia with these plants at this time of year before. I've not seen the things that are in flower now. It's kind of, kind of like we've got uh, orange and lemon trees are in full blossom and we've got this thing called an ice plant that on further inspection seems like it's a bit of an invasive species. However, it's called a nice it's got plant. These, it's not called nice. It's called, what it's is not, it called? Uh, Anne. Ice plant, not yeah, a orange. A nice plant. <laughs> <Or> a nice. <laughs> That's good. It's not right. going anywhere. Anyway, it has these very, very fluorescent pink flowers, which if you go... Sounds I'm like a nice plant. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> in name I'm not forgiving you for your hummus. Well, why don't you ask me how I am? What about Marmite? What about why Marmite? Why don't you ask me? What about Marmite? Go, what about go. Marmite? Yeah, I like Marmite, and I think the marketing campaign is one of these things that's worked its way into the social vernacular in a way that I always get annoyed by when people kind of cite the Marmite marketing as though it's some fact. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this maybe we'll talk. I think we've already learned that we must never speak of food. Yeah, we knew this. I think already. we should stick to that rule. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Michael, how was your week? Uh, here's what I did. I sent off my uh, care packages, finally. I had this idea, I had this pile of jigsaws, and I thought, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send some family and friends a jigsaw. And I'm also, while I'm at it, I'm going to send out these grand podcast mugs that I've had sitting there for ages. So I have made, I basically ended up with a huge sack of awkwardly wrapped jigsaw puzzle plus mug box. Um, and it took me ages to, and I thought I'd take them to the post office, but then I sort of was like, that's not going to work. And then I was looking at prices and I finally found out Hermes, very affordable. You can upload a spreadsheet of addresses and it just works. <laughs> And they collect it from your door, and it's uh, that's so that's what I've done. So in the next couple of days, people should get their um, their jigsaws. <laughs> so that um, it's one of those like ideas that has taken about six weeks to actually finish executing. So yeah, that's done, and nice. um, I continue to chip away at my various projects.
science. 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 Science is a um, (laughs) Science is. So what's I expect myself to be good at talking about science, having an undergraduate degree in physics. As I do, I did pull down some (laughs) books the other day uh, from the shelf to talk about what were we talking about? Sharon wanted to know about astronomy stuff, like how we know what distant stars are made of things like that so i was kind of going look well you do these like spectrographs and then you know that the doppler effect causes these lines to shift but you know what roughly the lines are generally going to be because of what the elements are and so it was quite nice to be able to pull down a book and show like actually the physics my physics teacher mr ingham gave me a copy of his book that he did so i was able to pull that down and go oh look here's here it is here's the picture and that's how you figure it out so science isn't it fascinating it's like it's it's it's, we're just expanding our senses and finding new ways to ask questions in order to understand the world Mm. so you have your sort of intuitive understanding of the world which is what you see and what you understand that people say and like your own observations but a lot of science is kind of inventing machines and coming up with thought experiments that let you do more than just what you can do with your your default senses so microscopes telescopes spectrographs x-ray machines all those different things electron microscopes electron cool. microscopes and all that my uh, my daughter's best friend he was very proud to tell me that his mummy is a scientist <laughs> <laughs> then my daughter went my mummy's an engineer <laughs> though i i too though i i i don't really consider you know you said we're both scientists well i don't really consider myself particularly a scientist i did because i did engineering but then also though i do, i am a master of science well, according go. to my master's degree a mistress of science i am <laughs> so you say you're more so, of a scientist than me i'm just a bachelor of science well one day michael one day <laughs> though i think physics trumps most things as a degree doesn't it I mean, it's certainly not not difficult. wishing to inflate your head or anything. I mean, I didn't do great. Over compliment. <laughs> I didn't do great. It's in my it's hard. Degree. It is hard, and I had never learned how to learn things because it was sort of easy at school, and I never had to learn how to study. And then I was yeah. like, oh god, I don't know how to study. This procrastination is <laughs> a real problem. <laughs> that is a weird thing. This is a slight digression, but um, when school is easy for you, I think the stuff you just don't learn how to do. Yeah, definitely, I definitely, and I I see some of that as like I remember doing on the subject of physics physics tests because in Yugoslavia we had science was broken into physics and biology and chemistry from when you're eleven. Mm. I remember doing a physics test, having done no prep, no revision, no nothing, getting hundred <laughs> percent, and I was like, well, this, this is easy, <laughs> and then being absolutely flabbergasted by the fact that I found this applied mathematics paper really hard. Mm. That's because you haven't done enough work, Ivan. That's why. So, because at exactly. some point that so-called intuitive or whatever it just sort of makes sense in your head ceases to work. Yeah, and I always enjoyed. Or it's just it's just like because I always enjoyed just if I, even if I didn't know, you could sort of figure out like logically what was going yeah. on, and then but then at a certain point, it's like the things that you. I mean, I guess you could figure out logically what's going on, but it took the person that originally figured out logically what's going on (laughs) 40 years to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For you to think you're going to work it out at the beginning of an exam quickly. (laughs) Oh, what? What was that question again? Oh, yes. (laughs) One moment, please. Origin of the universe. (laughs) But the the subject of science is, is, you know, science, physics and engineering is one thing, but it's it's all about the old uh, biology, microbiology at the moment, isn't it? 
It is. It's all about the microbiology. But there's some methods that are, you know, like there, there is that whole, I want to find, this is what I want to find out or I want to, you know, yeah. some sort of hypothesis test yeah. review, go back, hypo, you know, like. Start, you've no, got to measure, uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to have your control group, which you can measure. And so. <laughs> you can use Las Vegas for. You can use Las Vegas as your control group to see how many people die if you alter this one variable that seems like a weird one, single variable to sacrifice 60% of your population in, in order to test something that you could probably find other ways, perhaps more humane ways. We're talking, of course, about the Las Vegas mayor who offered up her city to see how many people die without social distancing. Cool experiment, bro. <laughs> because and then in the, further in that article, she put... Carolyn. She pushes. It was like, well, the the restaurants will open up, and then the restaurants can work out for themselves how to keep everyone safe. It's like, eh? yeah, individual <laughs> responsibility. Is... Why should we do anything as uh, governors? But I think, without mocking her too much, uh, though, I think it is mock worthy. I don't think you can mock her too much because it's, it's, <laughs> it's the one thing that's worse than someone who's anti-science is someone who's sort of misapplying their bad understanding of the principles of science yeah. like sometimes a little a knowledge is yeah it's just heard a word and now you're going to say that to try and sound like you know you're not out of your mind like a little knowledge is a bad thing you know and there's a, some of that or you just have no think, knowledge and yeah. be Donald Trump and just have literally no knowledge. I wish you would go and inject some, and what is it, disinfectant? Disinfectant. That would, might do us UV. all a favour. Just get, give yourself some skin cancer and poison your blood. Good idea. That'll kill the virus. <laughs> you told me this morning that Donald Trump had said that and I was like, this, I just couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even believe that someone would say, someone that people are listening to. Like, you see the people that are listening. They're really listening. Yeah. I mean, he'd already done that, whatever it is, anti-malarial thing. He'd recommended some drug that, um, I think it's called chloroquine or something. But anyway, I don't know. But he's just making shit up. On a serious note. Yes. It's all serious. <laughs> With the proliferation of... Uh, various news channels mm. uh, and v- various quality journalists and writing and reporting. Science allows itself to be misinterpreted a nice. little too much. So, so it's like there's been a study and it, so, and people are getting fatigued. Like coffee's bad for you, coffee's good for you. Have one cup of coffee a day. Don't have any cup of coffee a day. And, blah, blah, blah. and then everyone gets all sort of um, starts treating science like because some knowledge has changed it means that they don't know what they're talking about or they are they're sort of undermining their own findings and science in fact all knowledge is always based on what we know today this is what we know to be true based on the facts that we have available to us some of the, and with varying levels of confidence like i've been reading you know on the subject of these wearing or not wearing face masks you know there's a there's a a, a woman doctor i follow on twitter who is clearly an expert in her field and quite an you know she's a oxford don type person and you know, she she's the kind of person that organises a 
expert review of the evidence we have to to date and she's in a position to go well based on our general expertise our ability to question our expertise also in reviewing each other and questioning each other and the data we have today everyone should wear masks and then maybe in two weeks time that that advice will change but when data is coming in so quickly and things are changing you you have to be able to you have to make a call you have to be able to make a recommendation with the information that you have yeah and um i mean the only word i would i I know i've said this on podcast is i used to think that science was access to truth and then i discovered that philosophically it can't be so it's sort of like scientists can't really even talk in terms of truth they have to talk in terms of this is our best understanding of the facts as you say at this point, according to the facts, according to the facts we have available and the questions we've asked and the answers we've got, this is it. But, you know, that's not the be all and end all of it. That's not the, this no. isn't the Bible that gets finished and then now 2,000 years we've got to keep referring back to it and trying to make sense of it. This isn't an oracle. This isn't some mystical thing that's come from above that you keep studying the text of and maybe you learn more by studying the same text. No, it's a moving document that constantly shifts and changes. And yeah, and people don't really understand that. And it, I didn't understand it until, you know, I'm like, 20 and suddenly do a philosophy of science course so it's it's not common knowledge that science isn't truth but what has happened is that that's sort of like leached out in the form of it sort of opened the doors for a lot of pseudoscience and a lot of um like unfalsifiable claims being made by various uh snake oil salesmen or you know disingenuous orators such as Trump and, you know, people like that that can just say things that uh, no one can ever really, like, prove one way or the other. Um, Or, like, this sort of flat earth thing where you just cherry-pick the facts to such an absurd degree in order to support your claim that, like, that's not science. Like, science, it's bad science to cherry-pick only the facts that fit your theory. And that's not to say that a lot of scientists you know might be susceptible to that but that's why you know you have lots of you have to kind of build up this body of knowledge and have people compare their results and and things like that and in the end even though you know all scientists are people and they will resist their theory being falsified that if you're rational if you're scientific about things you're you're not allowed to do that there's a couple of things at the moment with this coronavirus it is weird and scary if you overthink it Frankly, you know, you're much better off spending your day just, you know, doing that day at a time, being in the moment, all that business. Because if you pick up on any, if you start overthinking any of the data available, there's some unpleasant things emerging. They're like, you know, how long we're going to have to be in isolation, how likely a vaccine is, how, how long it might take, um, whether a vaccine is possible, how do we build immunity, what sort of, there's all sorts of things. I'm, I am not, this is not... This is not a body of knowledge that I can contribute to in any useful way, really. So um, so I think there's this one thing of wanting to seek solutions, wanting that confirmation bias of wicked. If I can inject with some disinfectant, <laughs> then I'll be better. You know, like it's looking for solutions and we all want to find them. 
heartless and naive. And it's like people are rational. Like we all, we all want to find a rational answer. We want to find an easy answer. Total. And like the trouble is, if, you, if you're naive about knowledge, about science, then you'll jump to conclusions like that and you'll just do more harm than good. And scare, scare yourself <laughs> or not or mm. falsely um, reassure yourself and then put more people in danger. It's like all those things people share, send you on WhatsApp. I, I mean, I've got, I think, I don't know about the older generation in your family, but we're getting much more stuff shared at us on WhatsApp now. But it's like early on, there was this thing about gargling was going to help. It's like, it does it have NHS written on it. No, then delete it. <laughs> like, is it pick? Well, Just luckily my dad's an actual scientist, so yeah, <laughs> there's not too much that of that useful. going around. <laughs> There was a couple of things I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about the, you know, not working hard enough. There's that there's a there's a deep curiosity element that I think is essential for good scientists, mm. you know, even at the point where they think they know something to dig a bit deeper and be curious about that one little thing that didn't quite fit their data. And is there yeah, anything yeah. in that? There's also this thing about the peer reviewed Yes. The word peer, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> the peer and the reviewed, it's like a bunch of other people working in a similar field with a similar set of skills are sitting here going, no, 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 you're cool. That is not confirmation bias. That is, in fact, it looks the same to me as it does to you. And being open to that is one of the things that is... It's hard from an ego point of view, I'm quite sure. I mean, none of us like to be wrong. Yes. But really, if you're, if, you're, if you're trying to be scientific about something or approach it in any sciencey way, you've got, you, you have to be exposed to being wrong and being questioned. Yes, there's, you do. Um, but I think what's, when you're, yep, yeah, and you have to, like, a good scientist is, is not someone that avoids the little bit of data that doesn't fit with their conclusion. No, like, that is a bad scientist. Like, a good scientist is the one that's obsessed with that little bit of data that doesn't fit the rest yeah. of the curve. If you're not, if that's not what you're doing, you're not doing science. You obviously haven't got the stomach for it. Like, um, so yeah. please just leave it to people that are, people that do. <laughs> but as you talk about peer review, and it does bring up this subject of how I would say... It's possible that most science these days is like corporate research and that can get difficult and weird. So if you want your project, your research grant or your project funded, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know the numbers at all and I, I would need someone to tell me how much states are spending on this stuff. But a lot of the, the noise is coming from all this corporate research to kind of like prove the some difference in how you make the coffee is I, I don't know what they are but like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of disingenuous work being done in the like under the scientific banner and like I'll tell you a story about like that the, the I project I was actually involved in is like the one time I worked for like an out and out marketing company and I was I was pretty shocked to see their uh, marketing strategy for this sort of hair thinning shampoo which was really to they had this product that supposedly helps 
if you've got thinning hair, it helps to do something. And like straight away, you should be like, that sounds like one of those things that's uh, not real. But the marketing strategy was, we're going to come up with like a medical diagnosis of thinning hair and get that onto Wikipedia and like put loads of effort into having our ideas presented as fact on Wikipedia and other places like that so that people, in order to kind of put this idea that people need a solution to this, our solution to this problem kind of thing. And it was sort of like trying to hijack the, you know, just the, 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 the tools of knowledge in order to promote a product because that's, you know, that's where the money is. The money is in promoting products. So you get, yeah, you get a lot of bad faith science wow. and um, often you know it's very difficult to tell it from stuff that doesn't have some agenda like corporate agenda i haven't uh, had an heard an example quite like that <laughs> before but like uh yeah but i i've done a, a research project uh, a user research project uh qualitative user mm. research project with um with science researchers and you know th- there is you cannot pretend today in this world that things aren't dictated to by money hmm. it's just you know and it could be but it's 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 like anything you know a, a scientist with a bit of bit more charisma a bit more oomph might be better at persuading that their research needs some investment um an organization that has money for funding might pick it's like you know bill and melinda gates pick i don't know how they pick <laughs> what they fund but they've picked them Yes. You know, they've said that's what they're interested in. And so that's what they're funding. Then you've got the pharmaceutical companies who have, you know, maybe built up a business around a particular disease or a particular. And, you know, so so that's sort of like what gets funded and how is a little bit, um, Can I, you know, is, yeah. go on. You, you did just spark, not to interrupt, but hold that thought. Yeah. Um, um, what you did just spark that pharmaceutical companies. I heard this expressed really well by Nina Power, actually, like pharmaceutical companies don't they're not like researching into a particular illness necessarily. It's more like they've got this particular compound and then they sort of try and see what it might seem to fix. And they say, this is the thing it fixes. All the other things it does, they go on the side effects list and actually make up like 99% (laughs) of its actual effects. And you market it based on this one thing that you think you can sell. Like this is kind of really what pharmaceutical companies do rather than... And unless we, you know, if, unless we're talking about cancer research and you know those sorts of things, but like a lot of it is this. Oh, I've found this mushroom that has that makes you feel weird. Like let's figure out how to sell this. But the, I mean, the, getting into how and why pharmaceuticals. There's lots of dodginess in the pharmaceutical mm. industry. Definitely, um, a lot of you know controlling prices. A lot of all sorts of yeah. unpleasantness. But. Um, that that being said, um, and and a lot of how good the research is will be based on the quality of the scientist. It, it all comes back to people, absolutely. So so I've I mean I've been listening to I've listened to a couple of po- podcasts and interviews with uh, particularly scientists now who are working on creating vaccines and some of the you know the, there's this sort of sciencey buzzy news coming out and I think that one thing that seems to be clear is that even if a person is working for a big organisation with shareholders with you know financial pressures with speed pressures it's like a good scientist 
will endeavor to do good science wherever they are mm. and encourage like with this corona um vaccine um race because it is a race but it's a race for humanity <laughs> not a race necessarily against each other and maybe there's a particular bias with the interviews that i listen to but it it made me feel good to know that like the 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 woman working at that german firm that donald trump t- tried to buy is fully focused on coming up with a vaccine not on you know coming up with some marketing that will persuade people she's come up with a you know it's not the so i i think there is this you know a good scientist is a good scientist uh, regardless of who's yeah. paying for their work and they're, they're interested um, in so, yeah it's not like just because you work for something you turn into that that uh corporation you're still sort of trying to find yeah we see it in the films the scientist going see it in the i movies. figured it out but don't use it for that <laughs> no we're gonna use it for this pew <laughs> Um, that's my impression of Donald Trump. That's exactly Trump. how it goes. Like any human activity, personality comes into it. <laughs> like people Absolutely. that are charming, people that have charisma are going to get the funding. They're going to get the money. They're going to, you know, they're going to get the people interested in what they're doing. Or co- yeah, and uh, or connected, <clears throat> or just really good at putting themselves out there, or whatever, whatever. And it's rare that one of those big famous scientists, your Stephen Hawking, your Albert Einstein, wasn't a good scientist, but also really good at PR. Like Newton, I always say it, it kind of goes back like the ones that we all know the names of, the famous ones that everyone's like, wow, that's the biggest genius ever. Yeah, it's pretty, it was good. It was really good. I'm not taking, I don't want to take that away, but he wouldn't, you wouldn't be seeing him like that unless he was also really good at marketing himself. Um, because there's loads yeah. of other scientists that came up with loads of interesting stuff that you read the name in the textbook and you've never heard of them. And um, they actually did something really clever. But um, I think this, uh, this idea that like, um human power can possibly override the power of nature to assert its will the power of the actual reality of actual truth um it's interesting to see trump still clawing away at that kind of like he still wants to kind of keep his reality distortion field intact um and it's just really interesting to see the desperate measures he takes in order to sort of uh to protect it and, you know, the ideas he comes up with. I think, but, you know, this is all the psychology of, of, of fear. It's just being, it's just, you know, like it's either fear or, you know, the, the fear on one hand, sort of extreme arrogance on the other hand. But it's like this, this idea that we are subject to these, to this, Something beyond our control. I, find it that, like, I was going to say beliefs. laws of nature. Like, yeah, that we can't even bother. What? But we are so good. We can make stuff. We can make <laughs> nanobots that crawl through your veins and clear out the build-up. Why can't we fix 
climate change or why why can this tsunami still come it's like well it can um so you know where did this where did this virus come from it had to have come from people somebody must have made it let's talk about where the virus came from that's that's the most important thing because that's (laughs) it's like and the thing is like with some of the science of of uh, the scientific hypotheses because that's all they are at the moment really mm. is like of where it's come from i mean they're based on there's the difference between a, a scientific hypothesis and that might be an interesting the difference between a, a scientific hypothesis and shit you made up <laughs> or talking to your mates down the pub it's like you know when, when when you look at this sort of or being paranoid in front of the internet and looking at things on youtube it's like when 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 I watched that documentary the other night, it talked about the fact that you know one of the reasons bats are really good at spitting out viruses at us is that because there was like there was an an explanation that was based that seemed infinitely plausible. It's something I couldn't have made up myself by reading comics. It was you know, maybe probably comics would be a bad example. So watching random YouTube videos, but it's like yes, okay. So your hypothesis is based on other data points that you have that you know to be true there's true there's anchors but if you if your data points for your conspiracy theory are those chinese people they um they they've got nothing better to do but come up with a virus that they send you know it's like i don't even i don't even know with with some of these conspiracy theories I mean, who could be asked to implement these things that they're coming up with? It's like, that's the... I haven't seen so much of the... I haven't seen the conspiracy theories so much as... But what makes me uncomfortable is um, the way that unpleasant people like latch onto the things that support their own kind of beliefs and they it's like oh it's a wet market it came from a wet market in china and they sort of like to latch on they like to say that because it sort of like supports their idea that foreigners are like dirty or not hygienic or something and then yeah. those are the things that they propagate and i, I think yeah. they and it's like it's they're making they're cherry picking the information based on like their emotional response to it and whether or not it supports their their xenophobia and sort of like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. um you know their their various bigotries and that's where it's that's where i you sort of go well look there's a lot of factors here but you're just banging on about the one that makes you feel like it's okay for you to be being quite racist right now like to have these beliefs mm. about like other and chinese people yeah. are the other like for for you know, for so many people, um, and also, also, bat, uh, people don't like bats, do they? Some people do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I haven't bats really. Bats are quite freaky, though. <clears throat> but it's almost like, yeah, this is this has come out. It was like it doesn't really matter where it came from, as no. much as it. We need to figure out how to stop it. Like, yeah. if you just I obsess mean... with pointing the finger at someone, then you're not doing the important work of actually figuring out how we're going to get past this. And that's where I kind of have to filter those people out that are going to just do finger pointing and stuff. Yeah, where it came from is only relevant if that helps us work out what to do about it or it yeah. you know, gives us some sort of really... Oh, my God, Ke- <laughs> there was another American politician. She was like... Because it was COVID nineteen, that how could we still be wrong? Not know when this is COVID nineteen. <laughs> I mean, we've had COVID one to eighteen to learn from. Sort of not being able to join up the fact that it was named after the year it showed up. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
fuck's sake. Um. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's but, all, uh, but I just want to, I, I think, um, just, just to add one more thing, like, is, um, like, diseases can come from, you can sort of say, oh, well, we could change it by not allowing the Chinese to have wet markets anymore. But that, okay, because you sort of think that's dirty. But what about this, uh, like, giving animals antibiotics in huge quantities? Like, you don't think that's dirty, but yeah. sorry, that's what's going to cause the next yeah. super virus. It's going to be, like, antibiotic-resistant bacteria, yeah. isn't it? Um, and then, well, the, and what, and then yeah. what? who are you going to say is dirty then? Like, no, because you think you're being extra clean by kind of putting these drugs and, you know, yeah. sanitising everything. You're not. You're just kind of yeah. creating an environment in which I something mean, more powerful can evolve. The, the anyone who talks about that sort of clean, unclean and doesn't recognise that sheds full of almost featherless chickens living one on top of each other is in any way civilised. Yeah, I mean, it's it's outrageous that that Mm. that even... that we ever thought that was okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, on what what kind of... what level of... of... we're just, we're just, we're just connected from it and we can't see it and like people are just happy to stick their fingers in their ears because they want to fry some chicken up and it's like sorry but yeah this is it's going to come from that industry next if it hasn't yeah, you know yeah. it's just gonna well that's where i mean that was the thing it's like bird flu and swine flu mm. are they are they are results of the fact that we you know we 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 create conditions for viruses to bounce around mm. and that's why this is what i learned in this documentary because I'm, I'm an expert now because i watched the documentary but i do feel i felt informed by the documentary it's mm. like bats live in these huge groups and they can bounce viruses around each other mm. and then we artificially create that same thing when we do mass chicken farming mm. and mass pig farming so it's like a um but I quite enjoy. It. I have to say that I quite enjoy sitting in my garden watching bats fly around of an evening because <laughs> we see them because they flap their little wings like crazy things <laughs> compared to birds. Birds like you know just sort of float around mm-hmm. on the on the breeze, but bats are like yeah. get get things, get things, move, move, move. And um, it's a shame yeah, that evolution is just a theory. Um, so, like, how can we talk about a virus evolving uh, in conditions that we've created when evolution is just a theory? Um, and I believe it was created in a lab because that's for some reason more plausible than a sort of yeah, natural process seen, uh, yeah. that comes from I stuff think- that if you just go into a, one of these places, yeah, I'm, sh- like, I'm sure it would you'd instantly be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Just, I think if people yeah. just didn't do things that didn't feel right, things would be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's not just yeah. It's not just not don't do unto others. It's also like just don't do things that just feel wrong. Feel gross. <laughs> if it looks a bit gross, it feels a bit gross. If you're scared of people seeing footage of this. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. You can subscribe, as I've said already. But hey, guess what? This is media. Now you have to listen to our stuff. Um, where can people find you, Ivanka? 
People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter, where I pick up all sorts of wonderful tidbits about what Donald and Ivanka Trump are up to. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, <laughs> lucky me. <laughs> uh, you can find me, well, I'm at Michael Forrest on Twitter and come and sign up for my my happiness tracking thing get a book get my little book I did spend some time on it and it's pretty rainbow cover so come and get it tracking <laughs> thing because that's what all most of my energy is going in right now and I'm trying to kind of help more people see the world the way I do it and use the tools I use and hopefully you can be living your life on a uh, passive income like me <laughs> you can be the same Once as you're me. happy <laughs> <laughs> way <laughs> something to look forward to something anyway. to aspire to yes be okay more anyway like michael no don't be like me um all right thanks for listening we'll see you next time next week every tuesday this comes out i thought i should start saying that comes out tuesday uk time sometime during the day <laughs> at some uh, point on a tuesday yes that's when it comes out all right See you next Excellent. week. Bye 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 b